Yeah. Hello and welcome to episode five of of Muggles and Mudbuds, where we talk about chapters five of the Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone books or book, Diagon Alley. And my name is, as usual, Tavi Wickman, and I am here with Mona Musa. What's up? And I, I, I was about to change my name just to like mess up with people because you were like, as usual. So I was like, nah, I'm a nice person. Yeah, you are Malta Roos. No, I'm, j- I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Hey, Malta. Um, one of our listeners, I think. I hope he's listening, at least. He'll be on the on the podcast um, late in a few weeks talking about the Wizarding Press and media. Oh, nice. So, special episode number one coming up soon. But without further ado, we are going to get into the episode, get into discussing the chapter. But a few things we're going to go into. We're going to do a 30 second recap first, and then we're going to talk about some firsts, some firsts for Harry and some firsts for us as readers. Things like our first encounters with new magical races, that being goblins, new concepts, etc., new perceptions. So without further ado, Mona, are you ready? Probably not, but I'm, for your I'm going 30 to try second my recap. Best. Here okay. we go. Harry wakes up with Hagrid realizing it isn't a dream. They both head towards London to shop for Harry's school supplies and he's worried he doesn't have enough money for it but turns out his parents left him plenty of money and he shouldn't worry. They first go to the Leaky Cauldron which is a pub where everyone there knows Harry and it, they are honored to meet him. Then they go to a street called Diagonally and, and to Gringotts where they see all the money that his parents have left Harry. Uh, he was then taken to be fitted for his wizard cloaks and clothes. Seriously? Oh my god. Oh, I saw, I was about to say where he met a snobbish boy and they went for a wand shopping, which is almost exactly the same as Voldemort's because it has a feather. Yeah. And Phoenix Hagrid has lots of, lots of good ice cream to share with Harry, which is lovely because Harry, Hagrid is bae. He is the best person ever. Um, he's just amazing. Ew. You just said Bay. I know. I'm no judging one, myself. No too. one says that. No one says that anymore. I know. I'm being oh, cringe. I'm, being weird. I'm. I'm. God, what did I do? Oh cringe no! Cringe alert. Anyway, we have a few firsts in this um, in this episode. We have the first encounter with goblins, described as a hundred goblins sitting behind counters counting coins and gems and such and even more working showing um wizards through countless doors um into their vaults so for me that sets me about the wizarding population that that needs to be a few hundred goblins working at gringotts showing wizards, wizards around to make it work you you can't have such a large bank if, if, if it's a small population because there's gonna be a lot of people going in and out, which is interesting, and something we'll have to get back to later on, I think. Or it could be that they're just being extra and having just a lot of goblins working there. Who knows? Maybe. But they're greedy and wouldn't want to be ineffective. Maybe they're doing it for their own benefit, trying to find something to do instead. I don't know. Yeah, just just um, just bil- bilching the. Wizards for as much money as they can get. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, get it, spite for not having wands. 
-hmm. wizards and their wand elitism. Anyway, um, <laughs> we also encounter um, Draco Malfoy for the first time, as you said. And the first here I find really interesting is the um, Draco says, I really don't think they should let their kind go. Do you? But one question is, did Draco know who Harry was? No. Was he, he aware? He, he asked for a last name um, and didn't get it. Uh, yeah. I think Draco's a bit too self-absorbed, too, um, too high and mighty, too interested in, in himself, to to notice others in this way. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it is Malfoy after all. Which is too bad. Um, being self-obsessed is really something that, you know, if we're not paying attention to others, we miss things. And that really sucks. Like Malfoy did here, uh, obviously. But knowing from the books and movies, it's Malfoy. Like, he, he's just self-absorbed. Self oh, yeah. And, you know, he cares about himself only. That's it. Yeah. And his broom, apparently. Yeah. That he buys his way on the Quidditch team. But um bum bum. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Sorry, guys. If you haven't read the books or watched the movies, please do that. Come back. You have time. We're only on chapter five. So go do that. Come back. We'll be here. And then we have um we have the wand shop. All of oh my god, that 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 gave me chills when I was reading it. Okay, explain. Well, you know, because like each wizard has their own wand. Yeah. Like you, you can't you can't go into a shop and be like, oh I want that one. So, like you have to feel it. You have to like all the measurements and stuff and just feeling right. And then as I was reading it, I realized that his like Harry's uh wand is made from Holly and Phoenix feather. Yeah. And it came to a realization that Oh shit! It, it it has the same feather feather as uh, Voldemort's, and you know it was that wand that gave him the scar in his forehead. I yeah. was like, oh my god, it's meant to be. It's foreshadowing, definitely. Of, of course it is. Um, another really interesting piece of foreshadowing that I noticed, or maybe not foreshadowing, but unintentionally at least, or intentionally, I don't I don't really know. Um, is is Hagrid says, you know what, I'm, I'm going to get you a gift. He goes and he goes and buys him Hedwig, which is the greatest oh. gift ever. But he said, I'm not going to get you a toad. I'm going to get, get, get you an owl because toads went out of fashion years ago. Toads okay. were an in-fashion pet many years ago. And who has a toad? I honestly don't know. Never Longbottom. Who was raised by his grandmother. Oh shit. So is this like this could be JK just, you know, unintentionally giving Neville a toad? Or could is it intentional because she knows at this time already that Neville is raised by his grandmother? I, th I think it would make sense. For yeah. Neville to have a toad because he was raised by his grandmother. Like, she's old-fashioned. It was a thing back in her days. So she's like, yeah, I'll give my grandson the same thing. Exactly. You know, I don't have it. Which is, which, yeah. I, which I really find interesting. It's a, 
it's a bit of foreshadowing that might not be foreshadowing, but it's it's still like one of those little nuggets you can find that you don't notice otherwise. Um, and there's so many of those. There's yeah. so many of those little nuggets around in the in Harry Potter, like um, just tons and tons and tons of things that I can't even go into right now because they're just everywhere. Oh no. I know, it's great. And one of the first was when Harry and Hagrid went to the the pub. Was that Leaky Cauldron? Yeah. And like, you know, for the first time, everybody paid attention to Harry. They were honored to meet him. They were actually nervous around him. It was Professor, who was it? Don't remember the name. Professor Quirrell. Stuttering Professor Sorry. Exactly. Like like to the point that the professor was stuttering even more than usual because they've just met Harry. I mean, I wouldn't blame them really. Yeah. But it's the first time that Harry got attention from people. You know, because back in the real world with the Dudleys and everything. He was hidden in the shadows. Nobody paid attention to him. But, you know, his life changed and he's there now. Oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. I get that. That's, yeah, it's, um, as well as that is Diggle coming in the, for the first time. And also a, I believe it was a professor that had to go buy a book. But I don't entirely remember. Um. So one thing I want to go into that we talked about um, last week was was the the issue of how Muggleborn with witches and wizards get their books and robes and cauldrons and everything, and that is that you know there, there's a case to be made that it's actually it actually is um, it actually is a Hogwarts professor that does make that trip because Dumbledore does make a trip for a Riddle. Mm. So he does offer to help him with that, which is which is interesting. And there is a stipend for that. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, I believe the quote is, where do I buy my spell books? He interrupted Riddle. He was now examining a fat gold galleon. Quote, in diagonality, said Dumbledore. I have your list of books and school equipment with me, and I can help you with everything. And then, you know, Riddle says, I don't need you. I'm used to doing things by myself. I go around London on my own all the time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so there is a case to be made that, yeah, it, it, is, it is a professor, but they're not necessarily the people that go. There also is um, a quote from wizardingworld.com, or Pottermore as it was, that almost the total opposite of the Dursleys are Hermione Granger's muggle parents. The Granger's, Mr. 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 We actually never told their first names. They were introduced to, to the wizarding world in much the same way that most muggles are. They received a letter from Hogwarts which revealed their daughter to be a muggle-born witch. According to Maya, the news came as a surprise, but both her parents were supportive, mm-hmm. which seems to contradict what we've been going into. Hmm. Okay. Because they found out through a letter, not through a visit, which means that the wizarding world is doing a really bad job when it comes to recruiting their muggle-born students to go to Hogwarts, because who the fuck would believe that kind of troll letter? Okay, but at the same time, it's Harry Potter. 
like they like the wizarding wizarding world realized that something was wrong when harry didn't respond to his letter yeah like i'm i'm assuming that hermione's parents didn't respond or inquired or did something about their letter immediately rather than just ignoring them yeah and also that you can't really send your response by out they must have some physical mailing address for the ministry of magic i hope which otherwise would be a massive problem <laughs> we also hear um and this is from fandom.com which is a fairly fairly accurate source when it comes to <laughs> the fandoms um and harry potter of course that when muggle-born witches and wizards reach the age of 11 in the british wizarding community their hogwarts acceptance letter are delivered in person by a member of the staff instead of by owl, the usual proposal system for wizarding and wizards and witches. The purpose is to reassure parents or guardians about the sudden news and explain to them about the concealed, concealed magic, magical society. They would also assist the family with the preparation for going to their dis desired wizarding school and for the buying of school supplies. So here we have, as usual, direct contradictions between two sources within Hogwarts, within the wizarding world. So let's go with our theory. Exactly. Let, let's just believe with what we've gone through. Yeah. The only one that's actually logical, the one that would, you know, not be absolutely insane. Be like, here's a letter. Good luck. <laughs> Um, anyway, another first we have in this chapter is the is Hagrid's statement when it comes to the characteristics of certain Hogwarts houses, as well as Draco Malfoy's, considering, you know, leaving if he was a Hufflepuff. But this is also very important. Oh, wait a second. Tom Felton is a Hufflepuff, isn't, it? isn't he? I think I Tom Felton know. is a Hufflepuff, which is great. So I guess he doesn't have Hogwarts. <laughs> Um, anyway, Hagrid says in this chapter that there was no evil witch, no witch wizard that went dark that wasn't a Slytherin. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm a Slytherin, and I'm not evil, okay? Oh, I think that's proof, actually. Um, uh, uh, what have I ever done that's evil of me? Teamed up in Monopoly against me, but it still backfired. They lost. <laughs> We did, no one, no one won, no one lost only because you they flipped, flipped the, table. the board. You flipped the I, board. I'm, I'm a nice person. I'm a nice person. I'm not, not every single Southern person is evil. I have a good heart. No, just poor time. losers. I'm being a loser does not mean I'm an evil. Okay. Flipping the board does not mean that I'm evil. I'm a They're person. not mutually exclusive, though. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Hagrid is obviously wrong. Case in point, we have, for example, Peter Pettigrew, who is, according to J.K. Rowling, a hat stall. But obviously, we don't need to say this, um, Peter Pettigrew, bad. He's a little shit. So he can mm -hmm. go fuck himself. Um, sorry, guys. Um, not a PG-13 <laughs> podcast. And also Grindelwald, of course. Wasn't a yeah. Slytherin. Might have been, might not have been based on whether or not he went to Durmstrang or not, which he did. And of course, Albus Dumbledore almost went evil. 
oh no yeah with 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 Grindelwald had his sister Ariana not died maybe would have had a evil dark lord Dumbledore um which is even better because Dumbledore means bumblebee in the old English seriously yep Dumbledore is a word for bumblebee oh my god okay bumblebees are so cute yeah um <laughs> The thing that kind of irritates me with that is that we don't see Dumbledore ever wearing like bright yellow and black. Yeah, no, I would never imagine Dumbledore doing that. It's just not him. No, no. Um, but it's fairly interesting. Um, so, anything else we should mention in, in this chapter? Anything else we should, uh, we should go into? What else? What else? We, men- we mentioned one of the first was Harry receiving Hedwig from Harry as yeah. like a first birthday gift, a f- first proper one. That was adorable. Yeah. Oh, right. And just before that, he was looking for um, books on new and modern curses and jinxes to fuck up your friends. Yeah. He, he wanted to mess around and curse Dudley when, when he goes back to them at some point. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. We also we also have an issue with Hagrid using a lot of magic, um, which he's not allowed to do around Harry. So the Ministry should know about this. J.K. Rowling, consistency. But I mean, he, I mean Hagrid. It's Hagrid. He can do some stuff, and people would turn the blind eye to him. But also, they snapped his wand, didn't they? And we know from yeah. Ronald's experience with a snapped wand that should not work. Yeah, but he's not using a wand. He was using an umbrella. With his wand pieces in it. Yeah, so he can still kind of use it, but not properly. But it would backfire. And he's using it pretty proficiently, to be honest. I mean, it's working quite well, but maybe he can't use it for everything, like, or it has lost some of its purposes. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But it has some powers that he can use. Yeah, he can still light fires and make rowboats speed around an island, and he can still give Dudley a pigtail. So he's apparently fairly effective with it. So uh, much better than that, the effectiveness of Ronald Weasley, who couldn't even make Malfoy eat slugs. Oh my god. <laughs> Which is a great scene. Um, one of Two other things I want to re- get into before we, we round off this episode um, is number one, the name of the cat that played the cat version of Minerva McGonagall is, has an amazing name. It's absolutely fantastic. Mona, can you tell us what the name is? Was it Mrs. P. Head? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was genius. That's an amazing name, and it's so fitting. Mrs. P. Head. Um, the other thing that we, I want to mention is that there actually is a traditionalist movement within the Harry, the, the Wizarding World, that after the International Statue of Secrecy was adopted in 1692, gained traction within the older community and still exists to today because the guidelines for the statute says that um, when among muggles, which and which is a wizard should be 
wearing the muggle standard and climate appropriate clothing as close as possible to the fashion of the day and definitely not very wizarding wizard looking robes however there are witches and wizards that that disregard this rule and have started started an organization we remember from the fourth book a wizard expressing he likes a healthy breeze around his private stanks um wearing a speedo great um great phrasing there so there is an organization called the fresh air refreshes totally movement that was created to counteract the wearing of trousers in the wizarding world mm -hmm. okay okay so what would be the acronym for fresh air refreshes totally i i don't know fart oh my god why oh my god that actually works quite well because you know you'd air things out including your farts yeah, yeah. um <laughs> so with which wizards have a organization called fart um so hermione granger is obviously not the only person that's really 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 bad at acronyms in the wizarding world to be honest mm -hmm. because she sucks at it too i mean it takes a talent to like to have good acronyms you, you can't just come up with anything it needs a talent yeah coming from someone who can't even do any acronyms tried that before it never worked anyway next week we are going to be back with chapter six of harry potter and the philosopher's stone the journey from platform nine and three quarters oh chapter yeah where we, for the first time meet among others neville longbottom Ginny weasley all the weasleys to be honest Hermione Granger, and of course, the sweets cart. Mm -hmm. Harry buys the lot, where we're going to talk about the experience of going, getting to platform nine, nine and three quarters, how muggle-born witches and wizards do it, and of course, the experience of riding to Hogwarts. After that, we'll be talking about the, the chap, chapter after that, which is the sorting hat we'll be talking about the sorting systems and different houses and the week after that we're going to have our first special episode talking about the media in the wizarding world things like quibbler the daily prophet witch weekly transfiguration today and many many more wizarding publications and newspapers so tune in for that anything else you want to say mona no with that, we are done. Thank you for making it to the end of another episode of Muggles and Mudbloods. Next week, we'll be back with another episode discussing the journey from Platform 9 and 3 quarters. Until then, do follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Share us with a friend of yours, and of course, leave us a review if you feel like it. All those five-star reviews do help us reach more people, and they do so much good. If you do have any questions, comments, queries, and or concerns, do send them to us. We would love to have your feedback or your input on your experience or what you would think it would be like to make that trip from King's Cross to Hogwarts for the first time. Until then, have a great weekend, and we'll be back next week. Bye.